This is James Ward Burkett, director of Coherence, and you're listening to Hobo Radio with Joel. And now, your host, miniature dog enthusiast, Joel Murphy. Hello again. I'm Joel Murphy. This is Hobo Radio. And today, I am very excited to bring to you another interview with James Ward Burkett, which if you've been a fan of the show, if you've followed the site for a while, uh, you may remember I spoke to him the first time in 2014 about his film Coherence, which I saw and it absolutely blew me away and was completely brilliant. Uh, I interviewed him again in 2019. Uh, the, it was like a five-year anniversary chat about Coherence. Uh, that one, we kind of did a deep dive about his career. Uh, got to talk about him working on Rango, him working on the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. He's just such a, a really great guy to talk to and has such a fascinating career. I am talking to him again today because I saw on social media him promoting uh, a new Kickstarter that he's doing uh, for a series called Shatterbelt, which he's very much promoting as in the spirit of coherence. Uh, he's trying to raise money because like Coherence, he's trying to do it uh, independently, you know, self-financed. And uh, the the show itself sounds really cool. He already has uh, Patton Oswald attached to be in an episode. He has Emily Baldoni and other people from Coherence are going to be a part of it. And so, you know, I saw it. I reached out to him. I was like, I, it seemed like a good excuse to talk again. So... Uh, this interview, he talks a bit about the project. We kind of, you know, catch up on everything. Uh, I think you're really going to enjoy it. If you've seen Coherence, uh, I think you'll be as excited about this new project as I am. If you haven't seen Coherence, stop what you're doing. Watch it immediately. It's brilliant. Don't read too much about it. Just go see it. But like Coherence, um, from the, the Kickstarter for Shatterbelt, uh, the description is the connecting theme is consciousness. The mysteries surrounding awareness, intention, desire, and free will in a time of disruption and recalibration. Each episode is self-contained, exploring the uncanny nature of consciousness in intimate, emotionally grounded stories. I'm in. I hope you guys are in too. And if you're not yet, you will by the end of this conversation. So without further ado, here's my conversation with James Ward Burkett. It's funny. I actually, uh, last night, uh, I put Wrangle on while I was doing some <laughs> stuff because I knew I was going to be talking to you. So I was like editing some stuff and I threw it on and it's just thinking about talking to you about it. Uh, like talking to you today, it kind of hit me with that movie. Now that like, I know your work a little bit better that even that you can kind of see this, like the way it starts, you know, where you're kind of like Rango's reality is unclear like we he starts in one place and then literally breaks out of it like it's just i i don't know i feel like i saw some of your 
sensibilities this time when yeah for sure i mean rango was so fun because it was you know really gore verbinski's vision but he allowed me to kind of mind meld with him and and add a lot of my own personal stuff like that very first thing that rango is doing when he's like Mah! crunchy <laughs> cookie creamy candy cupcake that was a vocal exercise that i heard some kid do in junior high that i just <laughs> thought was so weird and surreal but cool and like crunchy cookie creamy candy cupcake and so i just thought that'd be a cool way to start a movie and and uh i can't believe it like just got in perfect and some of my friends from junior high like reached out like you used to do that <laughs> yeah it's a it's a wild way to start like particularly maybe a kids movie of just like just like the camera like constantly pulling back to reveal more about his surroundings. I don't know. I just yeah. found that really fascinating. Yeah, Gore loves that stuff, and I love that stuff. So it was really easy to work together to uh, to create something that was right in that pocket. All right. Well, I was thinking about it. The, so the last time I talked to you it was like the five year anniversary of Coherence, I mm, believe. Okay. And uh, so yeah, we were talking about that. Um, and then it's so it's Coherence has been interesting because I feel like it just continues to have its own life at this point and it you know it, it is amazing i can't i can't believe every week some new thing comes out of someone discovering it or you know the, the weirdest thing might be last month a friend in china was talking to me about it because i was you know i wanted to do this new project shatterbelt and i was wondering if there was any way to include some of our chinese bands and she said, well, let me check something real quick. And she went to this site called Doban, Doban.com, which is the Chinese version of Rotten Tomatoes and, and IMDb combined. But it's huge. You know, it's 100 times bigger because it's China. And she was like, oh, my God, Jim, do you know what happened to Coherence in China? And she sent me, she shared her screen. And it, it, it's now on the list of top 250 movies of all time. Oh, wow. In China. It's like, you know, it's up there with the, the Godfather and Titanic and Shawshank Redemption and Avatar. As, like, as it should be happening. As it should be, first of all. Well, so. well. But I do think it's the only movie on that list, you know, shot in the, the director's living room and <laughs> shot for the price of the, the craft service budget for. I definitely think those budgets, yeah, are drastically <laughs> different. On it's those. just crazy. It's yeah. crazy how did, it keeps uh, going. Yeah. Did you guys ever have a release in China? Like, did it ever officially get released there? Or is that all underground? No, that's all pirated. <laughs> that's, we, don't, we don't make a penny. We've, we've yeah. had hundreds of millions of people seen it, but they did not pay for it. No. Yeah, that's kind of wild. Yeah, like the. <laughs> that's kind of yeah. I don't know. Like, how does that feel to you know? Well, in a way, it's great because people truly have embraced it. In a way, obviously, it's really challenging because it means that it's very hard to get our next project made if we can't show, you know, box office on coherence. And that's the weirdest thing is, it, it, you know, it, it penetrated all over the world. And yet we don't we can't show any profit from that. And so that's why it's been so hard to get the next one off the ground is just the you know the charts and graphs that hollywood needs to see yeah and is it's streaming now right like isn't it available yeah, it's on amazon prime yeah. right now you can see it and i think it's on hulu and uh some other places 
Actually, didn't you, if I'm remembering correctly too, wasn't there a, there's like a now a Blu-ray release or there was a recent, Yeah, yeah. Oscilloscope yeah. just released a Blu-ray version of it. So. Yeah. So it is more available in legal channels than more it is. More available than ever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, so, but yeah, the reason that we are chatting today, as you already kind of alluded to, is uh, Shatterbelt, which I'm very curious about because, I mean, first of all, you, you say you're doing something uh that at least is like spiritually a successor to coherence and that you know piques my attention and i'm sure a lot of other people too so what uh just i guess elevator pitch for people who haven't read the kickstarter yet like what what is this project this is a series this is a designed to be a limited series for a streaming platform and it's we're going to do it in episodes these you know 25 minute episodes and each one is a standalone episode kind of like the twilight zone and they all deal with questions of consciousness and, and reality and, and how our brains uh, interface with <laughs> the universe. And so in, in, it'll feel a li- definitely in the coherence style um, because it's just characters in reality trying to deal with very strange circumstances. There's not a lot of you know, spaceships and robots and, and things. It's, there's no art direction. There's no art department. Um, this is again, a skeleton crew. We shot coherence with a crew of four. And I think the crews on these will, will not be much more. They have to be slightly bigger because of COVID, uh, issues. COVID, uh, compliance has, has sort of, uh, created a whole nother level of obstacle, uh, for us, but yeah that we're just trying to keep it as minimal as possible but as the the idea is as big as possible so it's just this fascinating um very very personal very independent journey that that we're taking and and some of the actors from coherence are in it you'll recognize right away and definitely a lot of the people who helped uh behind the scenes you know in post and things like that are are, are going to be there but the idea to, yeah, so as you said, it's anthology. So there's not, uh, like, each episode is kind of standalone. It's not like a shared universe yeah, or anything. That's right. There, yeah. there might be some crossover characters. If you if you look very closely, there's kind of a whole meta story underneath it and a lot of, you know, hidden connections. But really, there, I, I have so many stories over the years that I've um, been interested in telling that were just kind of, you know, very quick ideas that they're fascinating to explore, but they don't really demand an, a whole two hour movie. So this is just the perfect way to to get it all out there. Yeah, I, I went back. I was listening to the the last interview we did a little bit, too. Uh, I don't know if the Vampire Bistro uh, pitch that you guys had ah. done is going to make it in or not. But yeah. Uh, so yeah, like, so when, like, how exactly did this come together? Was this literally just, you had all these ideas and at some point you looked at, uh, you know, like, uh, I thought about it a lot. Yeah. I've wanted to do something like this for years and I almost did it with a Chinese company a couple of years ago that came to me, uh, Yuku, which is the equivalent of YouTube was interested in, in a series of science fiction shorts that almost happened there but then i thought well why don't i just do it why don't i just do, do it myself with all all of this um waiting around for studio support or or you know hollywood money or chinese money or whatever it all comes with so many strings attached and so much control that you lose 
I could have never made coherence if I would have pitched it, you know, they would have changed it instantly into something unrecognizable. And so during the pandemic, as you know, I was writing and, and helping other people with their movies, but I just thought I have to do something and, and why not just pick up a camera and start shooting it? Just like, that's what, that's how coherence started. I just invited some friends over one night for a test and, and a, a year or two later ended up with a movie. And so this is very much the same spirit, like stop waiting around for permission. You know, you don't have to beg the Hollywood gatekeepers to let you be a filmmaker. You can just do it. The technology is out there. All you need is creativity and some people that, that will help you. <laughs> you, need some, you need some collaborators. You can't, you can't do it all by yourself, but luckily I, I do have great people. You know, I do, I do know some great actors and, and some great uh, uh, video artists. And so there's no excuse. I just, I just can't sit by and, and let it all, you know, the opportunity pass by. I think uh, one of the wildest things to me that I still can't wrap my brain around about coherence is how much improv there was in it, like how much of the dialogue and everything is improvised. Is that is this will this be that similarly unscripted or like, you know, I'm not unscripted. That's probably not fair. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah, will the yeah. dialogue be? I think I, I found sort of the perfect blend um, of of writing it out and and having a, a roadmap but then on the day allowing the actors to really bring their own co contribution to it and and casting people that like to improvise and like to go off script and, and like to bring their own surprising contribution to it that's what excites me i like the unknown of it i like the surprise i like to have to deal with whatever new thing is is thrown out um, if you're creating an animated movie like Rango, you are controlling every single pixel, you know, every syllable of the performance can be edited together from 50 different takes. And, and that was fun. That was, that was fine to have that much control, but I like the, the chaos and I like dealing with, um, just all of the unexpected things that, that actors bring to it. So that will probably be our our mode and that's we shot the first episode just a few days ago you know I, I don't know if i explained that but um the we're shooting the third episode first <laughs> and that involves mr Patton oswald as the lead and man he really he really brought it you know and and i said you don't have to stick to these words these are just suggestions and every time he kind of brought his own thing to it is when it really started to shine yeah, I, I saw a little bit of, uh, I know Patton Oswalt uh, was a big champion of coherence recently, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. On, on Twitter. So is that kind of how that came about? Like, um, how did you two connect? Yeah, it was just really organic in, in that he stumbled upon the film and he responded so graciously and so excitedly that we connected and, and just mind melded and, and nerded out over it. And he asked all these <laughs> questions. He was just like a total fan. And I was already a fan of his. I'd actually met him during Rango because he came in for a day for a, like a comedy, you know, punch up day. And uh, we just kind of bonded over our our shared love of certain films and, and certain uh, 80s rock and all sorts of things like that. And I said, oh, by the way, I have a I have an episode that I kind of had you in mind for. Not expecting him to even read it, but a month later, he read it and was like, 
let's let's make this. <laughs> and so it happened so quick. That was only a couple months ago. And again, it was a sign, you know, from the universe, like just do it. Just I don't I don't have the plan completely figured out because I don't have a streamer. I don't have Amazon supporting us or whatever. But to have this kind of energy and, and this kind of support and this kind of enthusiasm, you just have to ride the wave, you know. I admit, it's funny that you say you, you nerded out on movies too. I actually interviewed Patton once uh, and, and he's such a fascinating guy, but that guy has like an encyclopedic knowledge of like very specific yeah, yeah. film, like a lot of like seventies film, like a lot of just like, yeah, he's yeah, a, I'm sure he knows more specific genre movies than I do. I'm, uh, and, and remembers more details than I do. Yeah, no, it, it's so interesting. Like what is in his brain, like movie wise. So I'm sure yeah, yeah. Was that a lot of the communication was like it's in the style of the like were you kind of referencing movies when talking about the the episode? A little bit. Mostly, it was dealing with the the reality of the shoot, which was very challenging because we went out to on location in a in a salvage yard, and all of a sudden a sandstorm started up and did not let up for two days, and that's what was really affecting <laughs> us. It's like, how do you, how do you act and tell a story while the forces of nature are, are uh, hurling up against you? Yeah. I, well, I was curious about that. Yeah. Cause as you said, coherence, uh, you filmed in your house. So yeah, are there, I would guess you'd have to secure a variety of different locations <laughs> this time around. Yeah. Every story is in a completely different location. We're going to go out of state. For one, I think we're going to go, um, yeah, they should have a different look and feel and really, even though they're tiny, they should give you a sense of what um, a real season could be if, you know, we actually had an Amazon level budget. And is there, there's no like Rod Serling, there's no um, guy that sets you up for... <laughs> I don't know. You know, we'll see about that because originally I was going to do a little intro myself just because it was such a personal. Pro I mean, these are tiny. The, the idea was just, you know, get out my iPhone and start shooting something, you know, in my in my backyard. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see if I am a appropriate presence. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Because Rod Serling, that the, the tie in is. Clearly, Twilight Zone doesn't exist without Rod Serling. I mean, right. it, it's from his brain because it's so personal and it's, it reflects his worldview. And that's what these are. These are like, these are not watered down in any way by a writer's room. These are just right out of my uh, fingers into the page and then in, onto screen. And that connection, that, that immediacy might warrant, I don't know, some kind of little intro but I, I don't know i don't know if i actually want to be in it but um it's definitely inspired by by how he approached it are you like i'm curious just about the the collection of ideas like are you someone that like you just always have like a notepad that you're jotting down like vampire bistro or like is he like what what would form were yeah. these ideas in like coming into the show like were they treatments like were they pretty full ideas or you just are always kind of like Always, I mean, so this morning I had two while I was walking, you know, I was like, oh, that could be an episode. And, and I just sort of put it as a one sentence uh, reminder somewhere. And sometimes by the end of the day, it'll grow into two paragraphs. And then maybe a couple months later, it's like, oh, that's a film idea. So some of these were 
intended to be possible film ideas or they always i always knew that just oh that's a great 25 minute little short version of of a concept because the, another great thing about twilight zone was they were short you know yeah. sometimes 22 minutes is the exact length just to explore an idea and get out and when you try to expand those it really shows the weakness of of the concept that's why some of the longer twilight zones really don't hold up yeah well, it, it's it kind of allows you to take bigger swings too, like because you can blow up the world in twenty two minutes. Yeah, like, right. Right. Uh, you can smash those glasses and you know have him exactly. complain about finally having enough time. Like by the end, exactly. See, Burgess <laughs> Meredith. There's no reason to have any other further episodes. Like once right. you once you have that landed uh, final shot of the broken glasses, you're like, oh, it's so satisfying. Yeah. No, that's and right. for some reason you can watch it again and again, and it's still satisfying. Yeah, well, because it leaves it yeah like you get out on that high note yeah you yeah just, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah well, episode three of that i don't even know what that is like he's just still wandering around <laughs> he's just miserable <laughs> uh yeah i always find like i get my best ideas when i'm walking my dog i feel like there's something about like when you're not thinking about it and you're just out you oh know? for sure yeah I, I have to walk every day for an, an hour just to process all these uh idea drips that are slowly fermenting because I always feel like I struggle with I'll be working on a script and then I come up with another thing that I get really excited about. Ah, while, while yeah, yeah like, for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, so there's uh, let's talk about the Kickstarter. So that was kind of so as you said, like you're um, you, you had this idea, you started filming, you, you're actively filming stuff now, uh, but you also have a Kickstarter going to help fund it, to help keep it independent. Uh, so yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. And if anybody is interested, if you're look, if you're listening to this right now, please, please check out the the Kickstarter for Shatterbelt. Just type in Shatterbelt and you'll find us. Or go to Shatterbelt.tv and you can see some other opportunities to support us. But did someone have Shatterbelt.com? Like was that... uh, somebody had that? Yeah, I don't wow. know. Who. <laughs> um, but yes, we just thought well because the fans are what made coherence happen. We have to include them somehow in this. It's it's um, an opportunity to connect with, especially filmmakers, for some reason, just really gravitate toward the way we made Coherence. And I thought, well, we need to be in communication with, with anybody who finds that fascinating and, and sort of show what happens behind the scenes. So really what we're offering, even if you only give a little bit of money, is we'll, we'll be doing updates and, and little videos from set. And I'll talk about the process. and how we're solving problems when you don't have money, when you just don't have the support that you would normally have. And how do you prioritize things? How do you make something look good when you don't have an art department, a costume department, a makeup department, a props department, and almost no lighting of any kind? How do you still make something look good and, and feel right? And, and how do you get the right people and, and make the right choices? So if, if anybody's interested in that actual, you know, sausage making of and that granular level, then you might really want to um, be a part of this because we found that it, it, the more we include people in the story, the just the better feeling all around is. It just feels like we're we're doing it as a team and we're not just alone out there. Well, I definitely think you know because I was I remember Robert Rodriguez did a lot of those on his films. Like if you bought the Blu-rays, he would do like these little film school. Like I, I feel like if people that are interested in film 
who want to know like what you can do if you like you said like as someone who is waiting around uh for a yes from the studio like the, that like just this is a person making a thing and they're telling you how they're doing it is such a you know mind-blowing thing when you're wanting that for yourself i think that's what we want to share we we realize we are in a very unique position where I, you know, I, I, with a very little amount of money, I am able to somehow rope in some very good actors or, and, and some very good crew people. Um, and even if we don't have the money for special effects or, or crazy sets or whatever, there's still a way to use the free stuff. You know, your, your creativity is free and your problem solving skills are free. And so how do you apply that and, and how do you still make something that you're passionate about i was looking to some of the uh the tiers i don't know if you want to talk specifically about like i think there was some like uh mentoring that you were offering some like class stuff and some even like you could <laughs> buy uh a, a spot like if someone wanted to be an extra i think that i can't was... believe it two people have already bought that us oh, wow. to, be, to have a speaking <laughs> role in one of the episodes and we actually do have a, an episode that would be perfect for that i we kind of put that out just as a lark like well if you really want to spend five thousand dollars you can be in a in a episode but two people have done that already so wow <laughs> that that is very heartening um but even look if you can give ten dollars whatever if we had a thousand people give you know twenty dollars we could do the post on the <laughs> Patton oswald episode <laughs> you know we will anything anything is helpful and anything makes you part of the family. And, uh, you know, I'd love to, I'd love to mentor anyone who wants that, uh, reward. Also, I had that last time I had a little Indiegogo campaign and somebody said, I just, I just want to spend a couple hours and, and ask questions. So if that's valuable to you, that's something you can find on Kickstarter as well. So what is your loftiest, like fun you know what What would be the dream like i guess season one of this show like what what's the biggest that you would get this if if the all the funding was there and the resources were there um the what the season looks like yeah it would be five episodes we're hoping for four or five but i'd, I'd love to do five and they would range from small just two people three people up to one episode which is really kind of elaborate and it's got dozens and dozens of cast members and it's got this whole cosmic question at the core um and it's got great production design so it would give a, a range to sort of say this is what shatterbelt can be it's tiny stories it's, it's it's bigger stories but they all have this cosmic question and and about like what what kind of universe are we in is it created by our consciousness or is it physical is consciousness just an illusion is it a simulation what is it how do how do we interface with this so you know in the way that black mirror explores questions that are specifically about technology and about you know the black mirror of your phone this explores all these questions on the fringe of our knowledge of of how it all works of, of how are we here? How are we thinking? How do we make our arms move? All of that stuff. Do, do you feel like you found satisfying answers to those questions like for yourself? Or? Uh, I love exploring the questions, but in, in the episodes, we do have some answers. We don't just say <laughs> they're only questions. We, we propose different mythologies and have people that are very passionate about 
uh, finding the answers. So I think the best thing, the, the biggest dream, uh, the best, most satisfying thing is what happened in coherence, which is when I hear people say they talked about it for hours afterwards. That is the best. Um, it was great working on the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, but nobody ever came up to me and said, oh, we talked about it for hours. We debated the ethics. Of <laughs> yeah. it. We did, we nobody said that. The, but coherence, they talked and talked and talked about it. And if you go online, you can see these endless Reddit you know, debates about it. That's what every episode of this hopefully will do. It will be a chance for people to look at the world a little differently or to just stay up and, and eat apple pie with their friends and, and talk about these big old, big old issues that are staring us right in the face do you are you pulling from like specific philosophies or anything or is it just all sort of up in the air well they're all legitimate questions of of what's going on you know if you it doesn't take long to to skim the internet and see what are the theory you know elon musk thinks we're in a simulation um you know some people think that there is no such thing as a physical universe that it's all consciousness that we're just sort of manifesting the impression that there's a physical world out there so they're all legitimate questions and legitimate debates we just each have have little stories that are a little more fun than that <laughs> that have like the weirdness that ensues when uh some of those questions become very uh immediate yeah like someone actually confronting the simulation or be, it, like, it's yeah. just the same that coherence took the multiverse yeah. question or the many worlds question and said, okay, let's, what happened? What if you had to deal with that during a dinner party? What, what kind of crazy stuff would ensue? It is interesting. I don't know how you feel about it, but it does seem like, uh, especially like at the time coherence came out. I mean, if you were a comic book reader, you were definitely confronted with it, but now we're, we're living in a, a world where Marvel is asking these questions, like in their, mm. their movies and TV shows where it's like the idea of a multiverse has become more discussed, yeah. like mainstream, yeah, which it is really erupted after, uh, <laughs> right after we made our movie. Yeah. Um, you know, but like that, it is such a, yeah, like fascinating like all of this stuff is really interesting to think about and i yeah like I, I i hope that in china they are having these message board conversations when this comes out and that it continues to <laughs> it's my favorite thing is to stumble upon some people arguing about it or having a, a massive discussion about it or, or and trying to interpret it and putting their own deep deep interpretations on top of the the movie that we made. I, I'm curious with, I don't, I don't know how much you read on the, the message boards, but as like an English major, a lot of like uh, what I remember doing in school is like, you have to make these arguments and you have to use this source material. The, the But like, has there ever been anything with coherence that you've read that you're like, where are they getting this? Like, that's just completely out there all the time. But those are my favorite ones. Right. Those yeah. When they <laughs> over interpret something or they actually, a lot of times they, they do take a detail that, that I thought about, but then they kind of run with it. But, but a lot of times they're, they're right that I, you know, I, I knew that was in there. Like somebody noticed a button that wasn't buttoned. And I remember the two hours of in the editing room where we we're like, should we, should we keep that shot? Or that's going to freak people out. Do you think anyone's going to notice that? And I'm so glad that people did. Nice. Yeah. What's like, I don't know. Can you think of any examples of like the wildest theories or your favorites? Um, 
No, but I mean, I, I, some people try to push, um, insert time travel into coherence, which I think is amazing uh, because there is no time travel. It's right. just parallel <laughs> worlds that are splitting in real time. But I love that people try to to twist themselves and twist the movie into this pretzel where there's some kind of um, time travel happening. That's amazing to watch. Coherence is a good example, too, of a movie that gets out that I you know, I don't. I mean, I have ideas of what happens next, but I think it ends on a good point to get out on, to leave you, you know, glasses smashed. There was finally enough time <laughs> moment. I hope so. I hope it feels right. I know that some people are like, wait, wait, what happens after that? But the point is, it doesn't matter what happens. The only question was, like, did she get away with it? Is she the only one there? Yeah. And once you answer that question, then you're going to sort of lose tension. Because right. Yeah. No, it, it ends leaving you to ask that question, which I think is a good, you know, sort of ambiguous ending. You know. it, it would just lose momentum after that if you kept going. So right. it's, it's really <laughs> the only place we could end it. Uh, well, is there anything we haven't mentioned that you want to mention about the project or anything? Uh, no, just, well, yes, please join us. <laughs> Come to Shatterbelt. <laughs> Uh, because we're doing it right now. This is happening right now in real time. We're scrambling together to raise money for as many episodes as possible. We shot the first one with Patton. We're going to try to shoot the next one in the next couple of weeks with uh, Emily Baldoni, who's the star of Coherence, and also Hugo Armstrong is in it, who's also in Coherence. So you're going to see some familiar faces. But we really just need you uh, to help us get the word out, because otherwise we will have to go begging the Hollywood studios, you know, to finish it. And suddenly they will own all of it and <laughs> we will just be pawns of the of the system. Yeah. And then you don't. Yeah. Like I, the idea of yeah, I'm I'm mad for you of the idea of like focus grouping this and like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, watering down the concept. I've tried that route and it just doesn't work. You know, we had this beautiful idea called channels that, that I made with David Goyer and starred Abigail Spencer, Jason O'Mara. And as soon as a network got involved, all of the momentum was squashed out of it and, you know, started demanding casting changes and all sorts of things. And then it, so then it just died, you know, it just didn't go anywhere. Yeah, there's that thing of like, they want to buy a really exciting idea, but then make it like everything else. Yeah, <laughs> and then make it as mainstream as possible, because they say, well, you know, their whole thing is someone has to be able to watch this while they're cooking. So while they're not even watching, they have to watch it while they're not watching. Yeah. So it can't have too many details. It can't have too many smart things, because then they're going to, you know, they'll get lost because they're actually looking down at their hand of how, how does it play on an iPhone during, like, you know, at a bus stop? Right, like, when you're <laughs> watching four other things, yes. Yeah, uh, which I already admitted to you that I had Rango on in the background. So I'm, See, I'm the problem. You so, But you've seen it before. Yes, so yes, that's yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. Uh, all right, well, yeah, so uh, what's the best? I mean, there's the Kickstarter. You said it's uh, .tv. They can find yeah, it. Yeah, shatterbelt.tv or go to straight to kickstarter and uh check out shatterbelt on kickstarter it's it's happening right now and we're gonna actually start posting some updates and we're gonna start sending some of these behind the scenes videos to the people who are supporting it so if you're interested now is the time we would love to have you on board 
Awesome. Yeah, no, thanks so much for taking the time to talk to me about it. Like, this sounds really cool. And Thank you for your interest, Joel. I always, appreciate it. Always. You do cool stuff. So I'm always I'm always paying attention to see what oh, you're man. doing. <laughs> Thank you so much. All right. No, thanks a lot, man. There you go. As always, love talking to him. Uh, if you enjoyed this conversation and you haven't heard my previous two interviews, you can find them on hobotrashcan.com. Like I said, talk to him in 2014, talk to him in 2019. Uh, the 2014 conversation, we also uh, talked to other people from the cast, including Emily Baldoni and uh, talked to Maury Sterling. So you can find all those interviews on the site. Uh, if you got excited about the idea of Patton Oswald being in the show, I have interviewed Patton Oswald. You can find that interview on the site as well. Uh, a lot of other interviews. Just go to hobotrashcan.com. Check that out. Also, uh, if you enjoyed the interview and you're excited about Shatterbelt, you can uh, go pledge for the Kickstarter. Uh, as he mentioned, there's going to be a lot of cool stuff that uh, updating you about the process of making the show. Uh, it's a really cool project. I uh, hope you guys are excited about it. Uh, that's going to do it for me this week. So remember, question everything. It burns on and on and on In the 
of Hobotrashcan.com. If you enjoyed the show, please rate or review it on iTunes. Hear more great shows on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network, like this one. In a world where people watch movies. I think I'm going to watch a movie. Sometimes they don't like what they see. I don't like this movie. Sometimes, they look for the silver lining. Wait a second. I like this part of this movie. Joel and Andy, do that work for you. The Silver Linings Playback. I like this part of this podcast where they tell me the part of the movie I like. Every Monday on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network or wherever you get your podcasts.